0: It's the True Penny Show,
1: with your host, James True Penny Hello, and welcome to the True Penny Show My name is James True Penny, this is my show And today, on a day where I wasn't particularly proud to be a wrestling fan I watched something that did make me proud to be a wrestling fan. And we went back in history for the beginner's guide to Japanese wrestling to Gaia in 2000, which we've looked at before, where we looked at a TV show which came from the United Kingdom. And to take this trip down memory lane, this is John Densdale, who probably was about four when this happened.
0: (laughs) When was it? Like
1: 1999? 2001, I think.
0: 2001, I'd have been five or six, depending on how far.
1: Yeah, Um, Gaia is a promotion we've looked at a lot on the Troopinny show because it's one of my favorite promotions, so I'm obviously going to watch it as much as I possibly can. Duh. (laughs) But it has been massively influential to the way professional wrestling has worked. Certainly uh, in Joshi circles, if you do not have Gaia, you do not have Sendai Girls, you do not have Mako Laura in NXT UK right now, there is so much influence and so much intensity in these, these wrestling shows, it's kind of unreal. And the companies that it spawned, the three companies that it spawned, Marvelous, uh, Sendai Girls, and Oz Academy, are all still going very, very strongly years later from their, uh, their birth. There's lots of stuff about Oz Academy on here we'll have to explain because that's complicated, as they say. But what did you think when I said to you, let's watch some Gaia from 2000?
0: I always know what I'm getting with Gaia, because every time we've looked at it, it's been very hard-hitting Joshi wrestling. So I kind of had that to look forward to. And, yeah, that's exactly what we got, hard-hitting Joshi wrestling.
1: <laughs> you would not have been around for the Wrestling Channel days, would you? It feels like I should have Sai mm-hmm. on, because, like, Sai was, was a subscriber to the Wrestling Channel. He watched wrestling, the Wrestling Channel. I watched the Wrestling Channel as well when it was on Sky. But I'm guessing you would not have been around for that era.
0: No. There was never really much like TV wrestling outside of WWE when I was growing up.
1: No, it probably closed down a couple of years after you were born, to be honest with you. Um, the wrestling channel was what it said on tin. It was TWC fight in its later days, but in its early days it was the wrestling channel. This was back in the days when Sky would have um, hundreds of channels filled with all sorts of different things that were kind of after minority interests. Um, There was a punk rock channel that played the same videos over and over and over again. Um, And we still
0: have the God channel to this day.
1: But equally, there was the wrestling channel, which was on Sky. I watched it when it was free or when I could afford a Sky subscription for a month, I would buy it. Um, and it had Noah on it. It had Gaia on it. It had a lot of Japanese wrestling. It was the early days of Impact Wrestling. Their pay-per-views were on it, and their weekly show was on it. Um, before it moved to more open uh, channels in the UK. Like Brown and Gaia, and Spike. yes, and Gaia, funnily enough, was actually presented. By a former guest of the TruPenny Show, writer for Power Slam Magazine as he was at the time, former writer for FSM, former writer of Total Wrestling with Me, Mo Chatterer. It wasn't that it was so much that he commentated; he just introduced the matches and kind of gave a short background. So it was nice to hear Mo speaking um, on these commentaries. But the matches themselves are handpicked from house shows and TV shows all across Japan, and as a result of that, they're all incredible aren't they? There's just like yeah, this, this theme of a, intensity.
0: This is a very sort of high impact selection of matches. You didn't have your um, piss break match or your relaxing match. It's just wall to wall to wall to wall to wall action.
1: It's main events all the way. And main events don't get much manier <laughs> than the Versus Mako Satomura in the opening match. The then AAAW women's champion. Because, of course, in Gaia, the in body was the AAAW. Because in all Japan, it was the WWWA. Hmm. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> um, which was Chigasuna Guy's promotion. And Ozaki was the top dog. She was top heel in the com- tr- in the company. She had her own faction called Oz Academy. And she was still an outstanding worker. And she was trying to develop this new style that Gaia would become, which was kind of like this fast-paced, brawling, technical mat work that would become the Gaia signature. And is certainly the signature of Sendai Girls today and Marvelous to an extent. Um, and certainly Oz Academy. And this kind of storytelling was based around Sisterhood and... Uh, um, the will to be the best wrestler in the world, and Chigusa Nagayo was kind of the semi ace of the company, but she was very quickly trying to shuffle herself aside to promote her um, underlings in Mako Satomura and uh, Iomatsu and uh, several other people we'll talk about today. So let's talk about Zaki versus Satomura. What were your thoughts on that, John?
0: Out. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of going to be a common thread. It's just out. Like all of these matches hit like bloody freight trains, and most it's it's Joshi. It's always going to be hard hitting, but for some reason Gaia always hits harder. And yeah. Like that's what I feel whenever I watch it. Like this was the first match. Like this was the sort of oh yeah, this is what we're. This is the tone setter, if you <laughs> would. And my god. Does it Did it set a tone of just, yeah, you're, you're going to watch people continuously kill each other. And that was kind of really what we saw. I, I don't know how best to describe it other than really good Joshi wrestling with really good technical work, counter work, and then just, yeah, hit the hell out of each other.
1: It was. I mean, the, the first match was um, obviously Oz Academy with Ozaki. She was the founder of Oz Academy. Hence, Oz Academy, and the idea being, she was going to recruit the young women of Gaia to be her underlings, and uh, they would, <clears throat> they would prosper under her in the way they wouldn't prosper under the tutelage of Shigasuna Nagayo. Hence, Academy, it was supposed to be a learning, learning place as well as a, uh, um, you know. Uh, a, a faction within the, the company. And, of course, it would go on to be Oz Academy, the wrestling company that's just celebrated its 25th anniversary. So, you know, there's history right there. We're watching it in the making. A faction actually outlasted the company it was based in, which is insane to start with. And it's a typical Ozaki match at the time. She's accompanied by police who, some 25 years after he started doing it, is still accompanying Ozaki to the ring. And it's still a a person who hates baby faces and attacks them at free will. Um, And of course, the odd thing about Oz Academy is that in Oz Academy, the Hontai team are the bad guys because it's their playground and you go play in their world. So cheating isn't just exactly frowned upon, it's encouraged.
0: (laughs) The thing about a lot of these sort of opening matches is there are no real faces. Everyone no. just does what they need to to win. It's like in the second match we get to, Satomura's just attacking people at ringside because she can. There's yeah. like, There's no real sort of traditional heel face type thing. Like You've got people acting more villainous, but at the end of the day, they're there to win, so they're going to try and win. There's none of this sort of forced morality here. It's just, you fight, <laughs> you win, or you lose. If you have to break the rules, so be it.
1: That's, that's the thing. Satomura is popular. Ozaki is not popular. It's not that they're heels and faces, because Satomura is still battering Ozaki with a bucket, which is, by all accounts, not legal in a professional wrestling match. I don't think. Um, I mean,
0: it would be if I, whenever I book wrestling matches, I'll just continue with naughty no cues.
1: But this isn't a no-DQ environment. This is very much a regular wrestling match environment. Um, so, But it's just about intensity, isn't it? It's just about beat the person that's in front of you as quickly as you possibly can.
0: Yeah, there's, there's no fanciness about it. It's just literally kill or be killed.
1: <laughs> and then... We move on to the second match. I mean, there's, there's, you have to watch these matches to really, truly believe them, but we will can give you the background to, to the matches and the place they are. This is a tournament. I don't really want to give away the final of the tournament, but we're going to have to to be able to describe it. So, Ozaki wins the first round match against Satamura. The next semi-final is Keiru versus Chekou Nagashima, who was another recruit of Gaia. Now... To be honest, there is no point in us talking about Miku satsumura and Ozaki because we've talked so much about the, on the Beginner's Guide to Japanese Wrestling about both of them. <laughs> We're going over ground, we already know. However, Keiru and Nagashima we can talk a fair bit about because we've not really looked at them before, have we? So, first of all, what's your opinion on Nagashima from this match? Because she's the baby face. She's Gaia at the moment, for sure. She's Shinary.
0: awesome. Like, considering... a. Don't think we'd seen a match with her in before. If we have, she's been more of a background player. This was... Re- she's really damn good. Really energetic, really innovative. Just really damn good. In fact, throughout the sort of tape, she tends to steal the show a bit.
1: Yes, she's incredibly talented. And she's going up against Kairito, or as we know her, Keiru, Uh who at this point had joined... Um... Gaia as a possible future race of the company. She is a long-term Japanese wrestler. She has been in the wrestling industry since the late 80s and early 90s. And she was an AJW wrestler. She had a long excursion to CMLL where she picked up a lot of lucha style. And she was at Dream Slam 1. And she was at all of the big shows. She signed with a Gaia in 1995. So she's about seven years into a Gaia run at this point. And she's turned heel and joined Oz Academy um and she was an incredible star for the company but such a brilliant heel and the character that she has now some 20 years later into her 30-year pro career (laughs) is the same character she really ended up with her as as academy run she's a badass heel she's one of the best brawlers in Joshi. she knows how to work the psychology of a match and Rather famously, she broke her leg at the end of the Gaia run and never got to retire properly because she uh, did the Gaia closing show on crutches with a leg brace uh, while she was in a pot still. I think she was still in a cast. Um, And that pretty much ended her career. She threw in a Gaia at her Oz Academy jacket, and that was that. And then about 2015, uh, she sent a text message to Chizu Gaia and said, I'm not done. I haven't finished yet. It was taken away from me and I don't think I can continue unless I start to wrestle again. She got herself back to fitness and she wrestled the main event of the first Marvelous show and was essentially a key player when Marvelous got started. She was a key player for Sendai Girls. She's still a key player for Oz Academy. She's still a vital wrestler and she has the best moonsault in all of professional wrestling. To this day, I defy anyone to have more grace in the air than Keiru, Keiru on her moonsault. And you have watched a lot of Kaoru in Sendai Girls and various other promotions. What's your thoughts on her?
0: Yeah, she's exactly as you say. She's amazing. She's one of the sort of best veteran Joshi wrestlers out there, still going as strong now as she was back then. It's incredible to sort of see the formation of the character we know her for now at the sort of turning point where she's just uh, like beating the hell out of Gaia baby <laughs> It's <just> awesome.
1: <laughs>
0: and it just gets worse later down the line.
1: <laughs> the sil- I'm not sure about the silver eight tights though.
0: This, it's still better than anything Master Watt or will ever wear.
1: True. Like, I, suppose you, I suppose you're right. She did have an awesome, awful temporary tattoo in the middle of her shoulder blades as well which thankfully she doesn't have anymore. Um, but...
0: Yes, I was wondering what that was, because at first I just thought, is that is that something that's stuck to her off the floor?
1: Is that just a like, birthmark? <laughs>
0: it's just, it's odd. It, it, I was just like, that that doesn't look like a tattoo anyone would credibly get.
1: <laughs> Mako Satomura, I'm watching in the background, Mako Satomura rabbit-punching police as well. Yes, uh, that made yeah. me laugh. Because police is police interferes in everything and he gets in the way. He's got better at it down the years, but this was the early days of his run with the guy in Oz Academy, and he he just he was just kind of in the way, really. <laughs> he wasn't as much help yeah. as he thought he was. The the double boot to the face spot was awesome as well, where they just ran each other, kicked each other in the face, and then just fell to the floor. Um, it was great, and there's all there's all sorts of little bits in there. So where uh, Ito's such a spectacular heel because she's been a babyface for most of her career. By this point, she's, a, she's what we're talking two thousand. She's a thirteen years as a baby face. She knows exactly what to do to press the books to make people be unpopular. So she uses that to her own abilities, and then she actually misses the moonsault but comes back standing like uh, say Sonata does, and the match continues. It's it's just a great piece of work, I think. But again, it's intensity, isn't it? That's the key signature thing here.
0: Yeah, none of these matches are boring. You're continuously hooked to the screen. Like sometimes when you send me tips and stuff, I'll be tabbing about, looking at other things, checking Twitter during them. I could not do that with these because I'm just sort of like, bloody hell! <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blink and someone will have died. There's, there's so much sort of the atmosphere is perfect for what they're going for. Yeah. Absolutely,
1: and the the next match in the tournament is Kurikan Hall again, and it's Nagashima versus Ozaki, and they start in the crowd. There's no mess in here. Let's let's be having you. We're off yeah. up to the balcony.
0: Good old East West sign smashes. Just oh, it's beautiful.
1: It is, you know. Although Chelsea Green made the East West sign famous, but it's been going on for many many years. Only the truly greats get their head smashed into the east and west sounds of Currican Hall.
0: <laughs> it's just such a fun spectacle. It's just like, okay, these two want to hurt each other that bad, they're just, yep, the crowd's a weapon now.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it all
0: feels natural. It's none of this sort of forced, oh, we've got to do a brawl spot for time stuff. It's literally just these two hate each other. They're going to kill each other.
1: That's the thing, I think. There's a, an authenticity to this that you don't see in a lot of wrestling these days, you know, it's, it's, it feels genuinely spiteful. They dislike each other this much. Nagashima hates Ozaki, which is hilarious considering what happens later in the year. But, um, you know, it's, they're really after it as well. They're really after it in the matches and the brawling's so intense, they're not pulling punches. It's just, it's just full on wrestling for 20 minutes. And, you know, again, like we said, the babyfaces aren't, don't really have an awful lot of redeeming value, do they? They're just hitting as hard as they can because they know they've got to get through this. It's it's a matter of survival.
0: I almost prefer that, though, because it's less babyface and more just underdog against the odds sort of thing. And yeah. gee, you can look at how, say, Meiko Satomura are nakashima here wrestles and you're just like they're not an underdog and it's like well when the heel's genuinely just trying to kill them i think anyone's an underdog
1: that's the thing you know nagashima as well you forget about her style because she's still around she's still in oz academy she still has big feuds with muimi izaki one of my favorite feuds with her was in 2014 in a hair versus hair match they ended up with nagashima losing her hair um uh, it's it, Oz Academy is old school Joshi in this this Gaia AJW style because the wrestlers want to do old school Joshi. The women run the show in Oz Academy. That's the bit that I like about it is that that promotion is still very much based around the principles of Gaia in that sense. As well as Sendai Girls, the same thing. It's the women who call the shots. And that's, I mean, you know, Jinsei Shinzaki obviously is co-president of Sendai Girls, but it's really like women have a much more say in the way the company's run and that's really important to me because it's a women's wrestling company I won't say for women necessarily but women are the predominant audience which I think is very different um again looking at looking at Ozaki got this dragon sleeper on on Nagashima she's she's wrenching on it she's trying to pull her head off oh yeah they're,
0: they're not they're not pretty about any of it. As you said, there's no punches pulled. You go there, you fight. You don't half-ass it.
1: Yes, and you know, I've got to fast forward it to the end, but Ozaki has genuine relief that the match is over. She's won. Uh, she's won this tournament. She doesn't have to defend her world title against anybody, uh, only except of her choosing. And that to her is really important. And that feels like a world championship to me. You know, that's the presentation. Now, I should say at this point, because I've waxed lyrical about how great Gaia is, Chikasuna Gaia is obviously a problematic character. If you watch the Gaia Girls documentary, she isn't exactly squeaky clean when it comes to presentation, uh, sorry, to, to psychology and the way she treated her trainees and her employees. Having said that, it was 2000. The world is a different place. You wouldn't get away with what you got away with in the Guy Dojo now. <laughs> and I'm sure Marvelous is less that way. Um, hopefully. But it, hopefully. We can live in hope. Um, but the actual kind of um, product that, that, that they produce is really impeccable as far as, like, wrestling quality is concerned. And then we move on to a little bit later in the timeline of the company. And uh, we've got Nagashima and uh, we've got Meiko Satomura tagging with Sugar Sato against the Crush Gals and Aoki Hamada. At this point, Hamada had left Arceon after falling out with Rossi Igawa, Um when, funnily enough, Lioness Asuka ended up being chief booker of Arceon. Weirdly. <laughs> yeah. um, and... Lioness Asuka booked herself as the main event, and then Marika Rashida put back her backer as, as the as the Queen of Arceon and Hamada and her mates got, kind of got booked into oblivion. And unsurprisingly, she left after that. Um, and ended up joining Gaia and became world champion within a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, and here, the Crush Girls and Hamada are wrestling Sugar Sato, Sugar uh, Mako Satsuma, and Negashima. This is a bit more than your average babyface versus babyface steal a house kind of thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's it's car crash. It's time for car crash.
1: Which is more incredible because it's two babyface teams.
0: Yeah, L-
1: literally the six most popular people in the company.
0: Yeah, there's nothing nice about it. It's still that same killing mentality. <laughs> it's it's perfect i always get kind of bored when it's like if it's a baby face versus baby face match and they try to be nice about it it's like at the end of the day you're still in a ring trying to fight for a victory don't be nice about it just kill <laughs> <laughs> And that, that's what happens here they're still just trying to kill each other and it's every bit as hard hitting as any of the sort of heel versus face matches because again that competitive spirit is kind of Throughout the match, throughout the company, throughout every wrestler. They're there to win, not to
1: be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Sugar Sato's chops are intense.
0: Oh, they they look nasty. It's like I was watching a Dunkzilla Davis match yesterday as part of DMDU. Um, he hit Robbie Eagles so hard he just he regretted being there and then I watched this match today and I just saw the same sort of expression <laughs> he hit someone it's just yeah the workplace hazards deadly chops
1: <laughs> yeah so it's also intriguing because this is a house show literally in the middle of nowhere it looks like somebody's church hall
0: that's like a typical wrestling venue these days, though.
1: Yeah, but it's like they they sent a t- full TV crew for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they made it a big deal.
1: Two camera shooting a light rig. That's, they've done they've done the right things. It is a bit of an odd one in like the way this this lay this lays out, but yeah, hot tag and everybody jumps across. It's like classic Japanese wrestling, tag wrestling. They like they do classes in this stuff. Yeah, and Amada's off up for the big, for, for the uh, the salt off the middle rope. There you go. Oh, off the top rope. Oh, perfect. Amada in 2000 was so good. I mean, she was like Minami Toyota Kawada good, Misawa yeah. good, Flare in 83 good. She was just like on a different planet and so smooth as well. It's just amazing what she could do, really. Is, um,
0: there's no weak links in any of these matches.
1: No, I mean, that's all. Chigusa Nagaya's on top now, and she just throws Mika Satamura and chokes in the corner, and dares her to tag out. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> and like at this point, let's see, Nagayo made her debut in '83, so she was at a, she's at 18 years into her career at this point. I have she did have a couple of years, three or four years off between AJW and starting Gaia, I suppose um but yeah it's just so good <laughs> there's no other way to describe it is it? it's just intense professional wrestling the way professional wrestling is the kind of way you want it to be
0: it's just satisfying to watch because you've got great action great conclusions and just wrestlers that want to be there
1: yeah clean finishes to making sensible booking decisions you're trying to build Nagashima to the championship run, which is what they did over the long-term. That was the long-term booking arc, was to build Nagashima. Then Satamura was going to be the next one after that. And they spent six or seven years building these two young rookies into perfect main eventers. That's what they were after, and that's what they got. It, it's slightly still
0: going now. That's how well it worked.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. It's slightly, you know... There's interesting things like um, body styles and shapes and stuff are interestingly different. Like Hamada had put on around about 20 pounds from her on heyday, and she is a lot he- not a lot heavier now than she was at this point, but it is noticeable that as Joshi get older, they tend to put weight on to protect from bumps uh, and give them softer landings. Nagashima is also much bigger now than she was then, but she was only like nineteen, so she's going to be bigger than now that because she, she's now she's forty. Um, but also, like Mayumi Izaka was incredibly thin in this period of her career, where she's much thicker now, and she was much thicker in her youth as well. Like when she was in her twenties, she was known for prominent hindquarters, shall we say. Whereas, like these in this particular videotape, she's really thin like worryingly thin Um, so it's just like it's strange how you know you kind of expect wrestlers to get more defined and bigger as they get older but that's not always the case Um, and of course you know they weren't really using steroids to keep the same shape were they (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but that's that match and again it's just really intense we can not tell you the result of that if you want to watch it yourself oh there is a table involved of course there is (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> it just falls on them as well. It's just like, well, been thrown into a table, and the table's fallen back. It's like, oh, nasty.
1: <laughs> oh dear. But yes, I look at that. It's fun. uh Where are we? I'm still. It's still going. I'm fast forwarding through it. Oh, there we go. So then we scoop forward in the timeline a bit. Or is it scoop back, depending on which way you look at it. uh Around about 99, 2000, um, I made a bit earlier than that. It'd be 98, 99. So this match is from earlier in uh, uh, Gaia's role. In about 1997, after she'd had her run with AJW. And she instantly started uh, a working partnership with Mayumi Yuzaki. Because exactly the two people you want together in a faction is Miyo Miyazaki and Akira Okoto. Um, and they they kind of formed Oz Academy as it would become. And she made an open offer of um, uh, she made an open offer of amnesty to anyone in the Gaia locker room and any of the Gaia, Gaia rookies that wanted to be part of Oz Academy. And Carlos Amano and Nagashima, Cheki and Nagashima, both came and prostrated themselves in front of Hokuto and Ozaki and became members of Oz Academy straight away. Um, and they disappeared for a couple of months as they were trained. And uh, then they came back and started winning matches at a regular clip. In fact, they won the AJW Junior Tag Team titles um, when they... That came back not long afterwards upon threat of death from Hokuto and Ozaki. <laughs> if you do not win those tag team championships, we will kill you. Um,
0: to be fair, because it's Hokuto, I could easily believe that she'd kill them.
1: Yes. Of course you, of course you would. <laughs> uh, here, they're wrestling Mako Satimura, baby Mako as she was then, and against a very, very young Sumi Sakai of Ring of Honor, lead producer for Ring of Honor. Handler of talent that are on holiday in, in the uh, northeast region, uh, good friends of evil, Sonata, oh, good friends of evil, and Yo and Show, and the people who have had their uh, excursions in Ring of Honor, uh, Sumi Sakai, who was a member of the JD roster, uh, and um, she's tagging with Mako Satmoria, and you realize, yes, yeah, as you said to me, she really is that good, <laughs> and always was that good. Um, yeah, Sumi Sakai is interesting. She didn't actually have a wrestling upbringing. She wanted to be... And you can just see it in those when watching the show. She she was a judo player. She only got into wrestling because she saw Kyoko Inoue. Kyoko Inoue was doing a, a tryout, and the the friend of hers wanted to try out for for wrestling. And she went to the show with her the night before and just fell in love with Kyoko Inoue and what she did as a wrestler. And then... Uh, she went on to train with JD and uh, became uh, AJW champion and uh, was quite the star, obviously, and now Ring of Honor and negotiated the relationship with stardom that Ring of Honor have. Yeah, she's a really important figure in modern-day professional wrestling, but she got her star, and some of her biggest matches came in Gaia, or in this case, Oz Academy, because this is an Oz Academy show. <laughs> So what's your thoughts on this one, John?
0: Yeah, again, just more of that great, hard-hitting crisp tag action. It's all really well planned, really well battled, and again, just like every other match that's been on so far, it's really damn good. <laughs> it
1: is. Uh, yeah, we've got Nagashima and Amano going for the Doomsday device, which you didn't see very often from ladies back then. Um, but yeah, and It's everything so crisp. Carlos Amano was an underrated wrestler. She was a shoot-style wrestler, um, and she had an incredible sense of humor and was double tough, and she could do comedy too. She was brilliant, and she doesn't get the credit she deserves because she was badass, but she came along in the wrong era for everyone to remember her the way that she should be remembered, I think.
0: Yeah, this this feels like it would have probably worked, like especially like a decade later, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it. It's one of those styles that just, to me, always works because everyone there's always going to be a market for shoot style. Yeah. And she's like a natural shooter. Like she could probably have crippled everyone in that ring with her eyes shut.
1: See, this is the thing. It's just a sequence there, like. Uh, Sumi Sakai armbars Nagashima. Satomura kicks Carlos in the head. Uh, so Sakai catches her arm as she comes down. So she cross-armbars her off of Nagashima. <laughs> and then Sakai like does three rolling suplexes. And <laughs> Satomura chases Nagashima around the ring till she gets the save. It's just, it never actually stops. At all.
0: No, there is no breathing period. It's all just, like, all cylinders go all the time.
1: It's full court press wrestling. You know, if you watch a basketball team and they send all five up to go for the basket, that's the full court press. This is that all the time. This is rushing the quarterback on every play. <laughs> this is, you know, this is, this is as high a pressure wrestling as you're ever going to come across. I have never seen so many armbar variations. Like, how many ways can you get a cross arm lock on somebody Oh, well, here Carlos Mano's got ten. Meiko Satomura's got another ten. <laughs> and here's Sumi Sakai pulling them off out of the middle of nowhere. It's just so intense to watch. And, of course, yeah, because it's Oz Academy, the heels are the natural heroes.
0: <laughs> and the funniest thing is, it always makes you believe that the match could end at any moment. Yeah, Because it's just like, it only takes three seconds to win our attack. And the amount of arm bars you see, the amount of quick pins, the amount of quick submissions, the amount of power moves, you're just like, okay, someone's dead. How is this not it? it or oh does... they've gotten up and they're just beating someone with their broken arm. You're like, what the hell is going on?
1: <laughs> it does remind me a lot of the way Jay White wrestles. Like, in the closing sequence of the match, Jay White is it's usually fast and he usually gets a win out of the middle of nowhere because he'll, he'll get that um, his finisher on out of a reversal and it will just suddenly be over yeah and it, it reminds me of like that closing sequence and I was actually talking about this because I'm on music of the mat this week on tomorrow on Tuesday and me and Andy were talking about this uh Mima Shimoda of course of the LCO what is is in New Japan Pro Wrestling and from what we understand that Jay White does like listen to her and, of course, the LCO are very much part of Oz Academy and of Gaia. And I'm wondering if that's kind of the influence that's come through to JY. You know, that intensity and that speed and, you know, start slow, go fast. Don't give. Don't stop. Just don't stop. Just just no stopping.
0: Maybe he's <laughs> evil in it.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's evil's problem, though. I don't think it's uh, evil's trouble is he was a stoic hero. And now he can't be a stoic hero. What is there left for him to do? He's kind of stuck. <laughs> yeah. Well.
0: Just don't make your match. 20 minutes <laughs> of plod.
1: Hit somebody with a chair. Somebody quick. Um, but yeah. And it's like. Emochi Nagashima crank on an armbar. And she's like really pulling it. As soon as Sakai's in another. Fujiwara armbar whilst kicking Nagashima to get her off of Satomura's armbar. <laughs> it's like, how did you come up with this stuff? It's insane. And I'm going to get a Fisherman Buster in a second here, and she's just going to drop him on his head on her head. Uh, no, hey, oh, no, reversed, and yeah, going for the half and half. No, Carlos uh, Amona just kicks Nagashima straight in the face by mistake. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's Death Valley Driver, it's no! This uh, was
0: the match where um, Satomura is just bleeding from the mouth, isn't it?
1: <laughs> I think so. I'm not sure. I thought that was the other one. Yeah, it's just intense stupidity. Just going so fast. Satamura uh, got the Death Valley Driver in. Uh, and she kicked out. It's like they're kicking out of each other's finishes on left, right and centre. It's like... It's just, <laughs> it's just not how you would book a wrestling show now. Not even a women's wrestling show would now get booked like this. It's like they're wrestling like their lives depend on it all the time.
0: I suppose because back then, careers were shorter. But then you know, because Guy's got like 20 year vets at this point. So yeah, you, I yeah. kind of question how they continuously keep this pace up.
1: Nagashima nailing that fisherman buster. and That was her finisher, I think. Oh, no, Satomura kicked out of that as well. Yeah, it's, it's just intense. Just so intense all the time. Let's move on to the next match. Yes, this will be your favorite.
0: Oh, 100%, my favourite.
1: <laughs> so in this particular match, we've got Mayumi Izaki of Oz Academy. This is from the same Oz Academy show. She's tagging with her longtime tag partner, Dynamite Kansai, and Ayuki Nagashima uh, against yeah, Chigasuo Nagayo Kong. And a wrestler from JD called The Bloody.
0: Oh, wait, this isn't my favourite match.
1: Oh, maybe your no favourite match, but certainly your favourite wrestler, just because she's called The Bloody.
0: Oh, that, that name cracked me up. I'm just sort of like, because at first I thought, okay, so it's a tag team called The Bloody and Audrey. Oh, no, there's just a wrestler called The Bloody, but she's yes. not bleeding. Where, where'd this name come from?
1: How? <laughs> what? It's it the, what? Just The Bloody. That's all she is. That's all she She only needs the one name.
0: <laughs> I was half expecting her to come out with the sickle and just stab everyone. It's like, now everyone's bloody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, there was no irony towards her name. There was no... She was just called the bloody. Bloody good. And, yes, she is. Exceptional. She'd been uh, one of Jagger Yakota students. If she was from JD. Um yeah, this was the height of the Ozaki-Nagayo uh, feud. Uh, and this is in an Oz Academy ring. Ozaki brought back Dynamite Kansai from her uh, her whole tag team partner from JWP. And Kansai just kicks like there's no tomorrow. She's so stiff. And it's watching her and Nagaya who kind of... Nigai was the first one to kind of adopt that Akira Maeda kick-based offense into Joshi, and Kansai was the person that perfected it. And watching them two to wrestle together is just intense uh, because there's clearly a natural rivalry there between the two of them. And it, it's always fascinating to watch two wrestlers with similar styles like that where one's come along a little bit after the other one. Um, and, yeah, it's just brilliant just brilliant again because you uh, you can't possibly have bad matches with this much talent i don't think
0: especially not when they've all got the same sort of attitude there's no sort of me 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 in this no which is hilarious given the kill or be kill nature of it but like they all work together They all push for the betterment of the match. They're not in it for themselves. There's no egos as such. It's literally just fight, make sure your team wins, work with the people around you, kill.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's like Arja Kong as a baby face. Who'd have thought it?
0: (laughs) She's just murdering people. Then again, she always murders people, and people are just like, yeah, it's like, that person
1: could be dead. Yay. <laughs> it's like, and the guy was like, yeah, should I tag you in? Uh, oh, oh, all right then. <laughs> like in the same way you, you, you think twice about setting off a really big explosion. <laughs> Is it really fair to set Aja Kong on these people? Um, but yeah, and it's Aja at her most intense. She may have even been faster moving here than she was in her AJW days. Because, again, she's trying really hard because she's looked around to see what's happening around her and, like, right then, work boots on. Best have a crack here. Can't be, put up, Can't be you know, um, outdone by these youngsters. Got to have a go. And that's what she did. It's like, in fact, Ozaki's oh, doing a double foot stomp from the top rope and then Kansai's off to have a go as well. Well, that's just rude. Oh, dear, Dynamite, Kansai with a double foot stomp. She's about as big as I am.
0: Yeah, there's, there's so many spots in these matches where you just look and you're like, well, never, ever take that. No. <laughs> so I just look at it and inwardly cringe. It's just like, oh.
1: Let's not do that again, shall we?
0: This was a good idea on paper. I now see one of my kidneys.
1: <laughs> and then we get to the last match on the card. And of course, it's Gaia. And no Gaia Tape would... want well, I think it might be another match after this one. I think there's another match after this one. But there is no Gaia Tape that is not complete without the legend that is Sakura Hirota. Is there?
0: No. Comedy no. genius, baby extraordinaire, murder victim.
1: <laughs> Possibly the greatest jobber of all time that parlayed that into a 25-year career. Um... Hirota wasn't the most talented of wrestlers. I think she'd be the first one to kind of admit that, but she parlayed what she could have into being a charismatic babyface. She wore pink in a girl-next-door style dress, and she was the ideal foil for Oz Academy, who hated her stinking guts and would, at every opportunity, do the absolute best to humiliate and destroy her very living soul. And here is a good example of why they do, how they tried to do that. So she's tagging with Lioness Asuka against Miyumi Ozaki and Ke- Keiru Ito. And she runs straight into the ring and walks straight into a piece of boarding that Ito hits her in the head with. And then Ozaki jumps Laska from the outside and manages to handcuff her to the turnbuckle. And then they set about taking apart Sakura Hirota in a graphically violent fashion as quickly and as painfully as possible and it is still the best piece of wrestling you will see some 20 years later because Hirata is a genius even at selling for these two thugs she does it better than anyone else possibly could
0: yes this, this is amazing it's like if you ever wanted to see a 2-on-1 beat down it, it's perfect it's violent it's graphic it's bloody the two heels are reveling in every violent act they do with no remorse Harata plays dead as well as Ishii does, and just Jesus Christ, it gets nasty. And then they unleash Lioness Asuka, only to handcuff her again because they realise how bad an idea that was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, maybe, maybe we could beat Asuka up. No, no. And then Asuka comes in, and she is so intense because she gets to do the big baby face save, and she kind of starts clobbering people very hard, to be honest and with you steals
0: the sort of end bit because they handcuff her to a guardrail and she drags the entire rail to the <laughs> and nearly gets in, but she just doesn't have enough space to do so and they finally just put the final nail in Herotta's coffin.
1: It's, it's also the fact, you know, he's talking about body sh- changing body shapes. You Like we said, we expect wrestlers to um, change in body shape and get bigger. Hirata's got thinner. She's like at least five stone, well, I'll say it. she's at least £15 pounds lighter now than she was then and she's had two kids so how does that happen? <laughs> Admittedly she doesn't need the muscle mass because the wrestling she does now is very genteel and fun she's never going to have a big like 20 minutes main event anymore but she, is, she just has fun comedy matches these days
0: She's probably done a lot of calories running from Iger
1: <laughs> Oh yes Aiga uh but yeah, this is uh, of course he was in the first Gaia main event all those years ago when she wrestled Chigasuna Gayo and Dynamite Kansai and some with somebody else. Some poor unfortunate. I think it meant a Bozaki, I think. Um yeah, and then it's the Harata does get a comeback. She does manage to get people out of the way just long enough to get in some offense. But generally speaking, she's on a hiding into nothing. But she's just brilliant. She's just so good at wrestling.
0: This is it. Sometimes you can be great at it without ever landing a move.
1: this is this is the greatest this is performance art, isn't it? This is what makes art great. You know There's police and Nozaki and Keiru like just sticking their boots in the face of as she bleeds for the camera. You know, and you know, the the Japanese wrestling press will sat there taking you can see flashes going off. And it's like that is the when the flashes go off in Currican Hall like that, that is literally a a machine printing money. You know, Gaia will be making money this week. (laughs) Referee throttling police, trying to peel off, taking wrestlers by the hair. There you go. Even the referees are tough in, in Gaia. (laughs) <laughs> I think
0: it's the last match and it's just hilarious because the refs sort of like I think it's Nakashima does an armbar over the ropes again and the refs just like not having it and basically jumps onto the bar next to the ring and pulls her off and it's just like stop I told <laughs> you to stop now piss off <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it's just, it's just great absolutely great
0: it's perfectly no BS wrestling.
1: It is. I must move fast forward to the main event, our last match of the evening, uh, to talk about, which is fast forwarding a little bit further forward into the narrative a little bit. Mine's frozen up, so I have to remember. I have to reload it. Just give me a second here. Um, uh, this one features Tishio Yamada, who also had moved over from AJW because uh, she wanted to do something different with a career after being like the gatekeeping mid carder of AJW for a, a good long while. And obviously having that killer tag team with Manami Toyota, when her best mate Manami moved to AJW to Gaya, she went with her because Toyota was another wrestler. She beat Nagashima for the A-A-A-W title in absolute corker in 2000. I think it was 99. I think um, I'll have to do that. That was the thing that was the one of my favourite storylines ever was the fact that Arja Kong wrestled Nagashima this tiny slip of a woman and Arja couldn't beat her so which is like genius booking in the sense, you know, I, Nagashima's awesome, don't get me wrong, but how in the real world can she beat Arja frigging Kong so they book that as this unstoppable force when she's tiny <laughs> and then Ah, you can't beat her, and she says, "I cannot beat you, so she brings in as her ringer Manami friggin Toyota, <laughs> and Toyota ends up being the heel, and it's just like just genius.
0: you thought I was the final boss. no, <laughs> the final boss.
1: Here is the greatest professional wrestler who ever lived. now beat her. <laughs> But yeah, this is, we're switching back and forth in timeline. Nagashima's he, ba- back to babyface here. She's tagging with Meiko Satomura against Tashi Yamada and Dynamite Kansai, which is weird because for all those years, Kansai was, of course, the opponent of Yamada because um, she was kind of, Yamada was AJW's version of Kansai. So that was a bit strange. Um but, yeah, this is this is kind of a fun little match. Again, we're, we're back in a church hall somewhere. I believe it's a Methodist chapel somewhere in Osaka. Uh, Carlos Amano is seconding for Mako Satomura Nagashima uh, before they jump ship to Oz Academy. And Toshi Yamada is throwing people around with gay abandon and some incredible chaps. We have to talk about those chaps, really.
0: They don't look we? so impractical. They look horrible. <laughs> They're not assless. <laughs> it just looks like they're going to get in the way every time you try to take a step.
1: It, y- yes. It's no, like,
0: hey, t- I need to bend down to pick someone up.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it is like someone's got a, a reasonably baggy pair of leather trousers, but they're split at the back. And they're wearing some embarrassment-saving shorts, but it, it doesn't look good, does it? It's not stylish
0: It's it's still better than anything Mastowato has won
1: Yes, this is like Entire (laughs) lessons in how to dress a wrestler Not necessarily successfully
0: (laughs) This is what not to do When picking your wrestling attire
1: Do not wrestle like Toshihimada In 2000s Gaia Um, Chaps
0: are a no-go Even (laughs) if you're a cowboy
1: Yes, or chaps should be temporary And should be taken off before the match starts Stan Hansen, Stylish in chaps Toshi Yamada, not stylish in chaps. Um,
0: that was another good idea, bad idea. <laughs>
1: uh, actually, thinking about the from what Satsuma is wearing, because she's wearing like the classic Satamora outfit, or the first iteration of the classic Satamora outfit. It may have been after they came back from Oz Academy. Them too. You see, the thing is with Oz Academy, the storylines up happening in Oz Academy now, that probably started in about 1998. You gotta have a long memory with Oz Academy. They, they, you know how people say WWE doesn't reward longtime fans.
0: Yeah,
1: Oz Academy doesn't reward new fans at all. If you haven't been watching since 2001, you're lost. Oh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like you know, like Dynamite Can Say will pick a fight with Ozaki because you did this 23 years ago, and I still remember. Anywho, (laughs) Dynamite Kansai Kicking Maker Satamora is just vicious. It's It's like she's trying to rearrange her sternum.
0: It's a very hard kick match, this one. It's just very, very flinch inducing.
1: Yeah. It's like, and again, it is just like, how did they go at this speed and this pace for so long?
0: it it, it baffles the mind
1: it does it really does i mean it's exceptional it's some of the best wrestling we've seen and obviously there is the point of you know they've cherry-picked the best matches for a tv show obviously we're not seeing a show where there's the ropey opener followed by a bit of a technical masterpiece to kind of get your head going and then the big matches start. This is just the best stuff off of every show they ran in that particular time period. But that doesn't make it bad to watch, does it?
0: (laughs) No, it's the perfect sort of digestible two-hour chunk of decent wrestling to remind you that it's not all shit.
1: Yes, it's, it's an excellent soul cleanser, I've discovered. I feel a lot better about myself today after watching this.
0: They have been quite good. I've been avoiding the problematic stuff by just watching Australian strong style and death matches.
1: <laughs> well, yes, there is that.
0: We've mentioned Minami Toyota a couple of times, and Charlie Evans ended a death match with the Ocean Cyclone suplex to a glass a glass pane, which was very pretty.
1: I, I I feel that's the right way to use it. I think Minami would approve. I don't. I know she doesn't approve B Priestley using it. So, which is. Fine, because it is just like Elgin used it once, and that made my blood curdle. But there (laughs) you go. (laughs) Very very very...
0: special move. You've got to be selective over who uses it.
1: Actual gods use this move, and they're the only ones allowed. You are not a god, so yes. But there you go. Hey, I don't get. I get angry about the wrong things sometimes. I feel, but the things offend me. I find that offensive. I kind of.
0: I've reached the point with wrestling now where if I see something that annoys me, I'll just take the piss out of it.
1: Oh yeah, there are defence mechanisms we all have. And I try not to get angry about wrestling. I got angry today with what happened today because it's just wrong. It's like, it wasn't so much that it happened as much as it was utterly unnecessary. There was no reason for that to happen today. It's just another
0: example of how out of touch New Japan is.
1: Yeah, they just don't get their audience. And I, I, I also just, I'm absolutely flabbergasted at uh, the amount of people defending it. Oh, it's not real. It's like, that's not the point.
0: It's it's Sonic the Hedgehog syndrome. Yeah. With, I will always use this sort of theory to describe rabid fan bases in that with New Japan, the amount of time you invest into it is ridiculous. The amount of tournaments, the amount of shows, the amount of matches, the amount of boring main events you've sometimes got to sit through because you're like, I'm a New Japan fan, this is what I signed up for, this is what I pay monthly for, and this is what I'll defend to the death. It was the same with Sonic fans in the mid-2000s to, to be honest, modern day, when was the last time there was a good Sonic game. But you mu- you inject this much time, money, effort, love, support for a franchise that just kind of kicks you in the balls continuously. And you've got to defend it because you've put all this time, effort, money, whatever. New Japan fans are the same. In fact, wrestling fans in general tend to be the same. And it never works because New Japan did shit here. Yeah. Just accept it. Stop looking like some deranged lunatic trying to defend this shit. It doesn't work you just look like an idiot
1: yeah that's that's true but it is just like and of course it gets mixed in with modern day culture of oh the woke assholes haven't cancelled him so it's great and it's like no just it's nothing to do with cancellation it's nothing to do with like trying to get rid of anyone it's just trying to get people to understand that there needs to be consequences for actions Or the consequence is a reduced audience for wrestling in general. Because why would you want to be associated with this?
0: I think you wouldn't accept it in any of the workplace.
1: No, you wouldn't.
0: If if like say Alan, the touchy office member, who apologized for his mate raping a lass and then got the secretary fired, is suddenly offered a promotion in a company that's I don't know. Say it's some top firm ICI,
1: I say. Not ICI legally, but an, ICI, an ICI-like chemicals firm.
0: But it's like, you see that, you're going to be pissed off because Alan touched up some woman. And he's suddenly, like, getting the job ahead of you when he should have been fired for touching up some woman. This is the same thing, just it's not quite as severe... But, like, this guy cost a woman her livelihood because his best mate couldn't keep his hands to himself. And now he's being rewarded one, yes. for one of the top and there's also the in point... like, How are people not going to be offended by this? It's got nothing to do with wokeness. It's just, as you said, consequences and actions. New Japan have basically rewarded this guy for running away from his problems to Japan where he's facing no consequences for it, despite the fact that audience reception is suffering. It's, there's no defending this. There's no work cancellation for this in the slightest. This is justifiable outrage at someone who fucked up someone's livelihood getting away with it. How, yeah. how has that got anything to do with work? Why doesn't someone come along and cost you your job? your livelihood, your experience, because you dared speak up about something that happened to you. Go ahead, try and defend that.
1: And there's also the point that if it was a company like, say, ICI or British Steel or whoever, there are whistleblower policies in place for that to be reported and the person would have been investigated and would have lost their job. There is more than
0: enough evidence against Osprey. There is more than enough evidence against other people in that company, that will never see a damn consequence and people are tired of it. This is just another example of it. And you can yeah. try and defend it to the death all you want, but at the end of the day, you just look like an out-of-touch tosser. You might as well be Cornet in a flesh mask because <laughs> you are defending something that you approve is real wrestling, but they're not going to love you for it. New Japan aren't going to suddenly magically elevate your status. You're still just a talking head on Twitter, spewing pointless opinions, looking like a sexist arsehole because you defended this action. You're not a hero. You're not special. You're just another voice flocking to defend something they know very little about. It's like, well done. You'll get a pat on the head. Some new followers from the same dumbass group you're from, and that's it. You aren't improving anything. You're not changing anything. You're not helping the business. No. Nope. You're just an idiot. And one day you might wake up and realize it, but it'll be too late because everyone will have forgotten about you because you were just that dumb talking head that defended the stupid Osprey segment. And looked like an asshole for it
1: I think we should probably close it off there Because I think you've simply <laughs> said it as, well, as much as you possibly can And we kind of said we, At the beginning of the day when I started recording We were going to try and be as positive as possible But uh... John deserves his say on this, on this matter Because he's done the New Japan stuff with me And you're a wrestling fan And you deserve to have your say And it's I'm like glad I, I could give you the platform of... To have your say
0: I have a habit of staying quiet on this shit because I try to keep to my deathmatch niche. Because it's like, my Twitter is fairly quiet. I don't talk a lot about of social justice stuff, the sort of progressive stuff. It's like, I'll always celebrate it. Of course I will. No. I'm all for equality. I will always be for equality. But my God, some of the shit takes I've seen for the past couple of weeks are driving me insane.
1: And it's fun- funny enough... Me and Chelsea, me and Chelsea, me and Christy talked about that this morning, because me and Christy have roughly the same follower count. I think she's got more than me. However, we both have the same opinions. We both tweet more or less about the same opinions and tweet in the same way that people will go out of their way to have a fight with Christy, but they won't contact me about anything. People will not get up in my mentions, and I wonder why that is. But There you go. It's one of the things that there's a mystery to the world that the girl gets the being picked on and the guy doesn't. Anywho, let us think positive thoughts and go and watch this because this is awesome.
0: Yeah, if if you're feeling as pissed off as we got, just just watch Gaia, you'll feel better because
1: it's again, it's, it, it, it's it's wrestling novocaine. It soothes you.
0: <laughs> it, it's just two hours of good wrestling easy to watch easy to to just relax with because at the end of the day they're hurting themselves and you are not yeah it's Which also horrible in practice but i mean this is the hardest hitting stuff you'll see without weaponry true and sometimes with weaponry
1: there's <laughs> also 16 hours of it available on the internet too with no japanese commentary just a short intro from mo and uh card titles for you to follow and just There's no need to worry about storylines and context. Just just follow it through because it's all fairly self-explanatory after that, even if you don't get what's going on with the storyline and why is Nagashima face well this week and heel the next week. It all makes sense in the long run because the matches are just that good, which is what great wrestling should be about. Anywho, my name is James Troop and you can find me at Sheriff Lone Star. Where can we find you on the internet, John?
0: you can find me at john death on twitter that is the gateway to hell for uh, the best ways to find me you'll see writings opinions not really rants because as i said i tried to keep it peaceful there <laughs> but yeah it's it's a fun time if you like death matches writing weird joshy lulu pencil It's it's all good excellent all fun. just don't be a dick
1: there you go. You can find the show at Troopany Show on Twitter and on Facebook, The Troopany Show, and Patreon, where you can keep The Troopany Show free forever for everyone. We'll be back next week. We haven't really decided what we're looking at yet. Might be something a bit different. I think we might try and find some fun for a while and find something maybe just funny. I don't know. Let's
0: just, let's just watch weird BJW deathmatches.
1: Well, I know that's what you want to do. <laughs> I
0: and mean, that's what I do for fun.
1: Yeah, let's let's find something that's more generic, fun for everybody. How's that? Hmm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The best of
0: Yoshihiko, the demon doll.
1: There you go. I think that's probably a good start. Anyway, take care. We'll see you soon. Bye.